Welcome to episode three, Volunteering, Cultural Immersion, and Giving Back. Join us besties, Anna and Balta, where we shake open, get kept knowledge, and reveal the unwritten rules that helped us get from point A to B. Get to know our perspectives and journeys as we reflect on growing up in immigrant families in Arizona. We reflect on our nonlinear paths where we've often experienced being the firsts. So grab your cafecito or beverage of choice as we go from A to B. Have you ever wondered about reconnecting with your cultural background? Are you seeking an experience where you can volunteer? In this episode, we sit down and talk about the Institute of Mexicans Abroad Volunteering and Cultural Immersion Program for Youth of Mexican Descent. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening to a new episode. I'm Ana, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Baltasar. Baltasar, how are you doing today? Hey, Ana, I'm doing well. I just got off a busy day of work, but I'm really excited to chat with you today. Can you believe we're at episode three already? It's hard to believe, but I have really enjoyed these conversations. And so, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to continuing our discussions. Me too. Um, And we also look forward to hearing from our listeners to see how we can include some of the topics that you would like us to discuss or just to get any of your feedback because we really value that as well. So very happy to be here. Um, And like mentioned in our intro, today we want to talk about volunteering and giving back. Um, I know that volunteering has been a central part of my life. I started volunteering at a very young age. Uh, And I think it was required actually for high school graduation, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had to do a minimum of 100 hours before graduating high school. But prior to that, I've always been exposed to giving back to my community through through my schools, but also through some of the extracurricular activities that I've been involved in and just also, you know, my upbringing and my family and the way we were raised about giving back to others. So Yes, volunteering is a, is a big part of my life, and I'm very excited that we get to talk about that today. So I want to ask you, Baltasar, uh, what does volunteering mean to you? Volunteering for me, it means multiple things, and I've had very different volunteer experiences growing up. I can remember early on in high school, I was a part of a volunteer opportunity in a local elementary school where I'd help students in third grade catch up on their reading and writing homework and um, it was a really rich experience for me because I got to help them um, with their homework assignments but also a lot of these youth were from homes where maybe their parents didn't speak English and so they couldn't really um, have that help from their parents in their in their own home so For me, volunteering has always been super important and um, growing up that has evolved. I've had different volunteer experiences where I've been a volunteer canvasser to help to get out the vote in communities and things like that, Um, to even volunteer programs like AmeriCorps where I was helping out with nonprofits and doing some volunteer recruitment and management of that sort. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'd like to hear from you, Anna. What have been some of your 
volunteer experiences that have been enriching? I've I've had many, and uh, like I mentioned earlier, I've kind of grown up with volunteering um, through throughout high school, but even beyond that. And for me, I've always recognized, and even now as I'm older, that I stand on the shoulders of giants. And to me, that means that someone has been where I am now, and I would like someone in the future to be where I am now. And to do that, one way to do that for me is just volunteering and giving back and you know, I'm, I'm also part of this youth program called Aguila Youth Institute, and we always talk about giving back and giving back to our community, and that's the Aguila way, and that can be done through so many different things, such as volunteering and sharing our experiences is one way to do that, um, but also physically going to to different events and handing out water and canvassing, like you said, Baltasar, I've also been involved in many, many canvassing uh, projects and, and initiatives, so for me, volunteering just represents um, a space that I want to be in and um, giving giving back in, in a way that's through through my time and through through my experience. So but yes, today we are talking about specifically our experience with uh, this cultural program. And so I just wanted to recognize that both Baltas and I's volunteer past is very diverse, but specifically today, we just want to talk about uh, the program of cultural immersion and volunteering for for youth of Mexican descent. So, Balta, can you please tell us more about this program and what am I talking about? What is this? So, Ana and I had the incredible opportunity to participate in the Institute of Mexicans Abroad's uh, program for cultural immersion and volunteering, or the Programa de Inmersión Cultural y Voluntariado para Jóvenes Estudiantes de Origen Mexicano. Essentially, this is a summer program, and it offers an experience of cultural immersion in Mexico, which allows students of Mexican origin to strengthen their ties to the country and develop cultural bonds as well as facilitate experiences through volunteer work that supports local communities, in particular, the communities of origin of Mexican immigrants in the United States and in Canada. And in my experience, I participated in July through August of 2021. So I was part of the second cohort of students that got to travel and volunteer in Mexico. And I was placed in the state of Jalisco. Uh, Anna, can you tell us about which state that you were placed in and what year did you participate? Yes. Um, and thank you for that background. And we'll include links to some of the PDF files and websites that we are talking about. That way you all have this resource to also research and, and have a copy of. But so I participated back in 2019, so which is when the program was launched and initiated. So it was part of the inaugural cohort where 147 students went to Mexico to do this program. And I was placed in the state of Yucatan, where from there I was placed in another smaller municipal unit called MUNA. And my objective uh, was to support the schools there through teaching some of the students 
simple English words and just having English classes with the students. So that was my placement and also the task that I was uh, volunteering and, and how we were helping the community there. But I'll stop there. In the state of Jalisco, we were a group of about 20 students from across the United States and Canada. Um, and in my summer program, our experience was shortened um, from the first year's program because of the COVID, the ongoing COVID pandemic. And so our program was about four weeks total. And it began with an orientation in Mexico City, actually. And so we started off uh, by meeting with representatives from Mexico's Secretary of Foreign Affairs. It was an incredible experience. We got to learn about the services and um, specifically the consular services that the Mexican government offers to Mexican families living in the United States and Canada. And the Mexican government was really excited to host youth, so the sons and daughters of Mexican immigrants living abroad, to really provide this cultural immersion and volunteer experience especially for many youth who haven't had the experience of traveling to Mexico and um, having the experience to study and like live in Mexico. Um, while there was the ongoing COVID pandemic, we did have the opportunity to study at the University of Guadalajara and take courses in the Spanish language. We got to learn about a lot of the arts and culture and history of Jalisco and partake in many cultural excursions across the state of Jalisco. But that's just a gist of what the Programa de Inmersión Cultural y Voluntariado is. And it's a very incredible experience. It's also, might I add, paid for by the Mexican government. Um, and so you are provided with room and board and the costs of uh, your food and your study are also covered as part of this program. And I'll just add really quickly on more background about the program. So there's four different categories of volunteer work that you can be placed under. And they're listed on the website, and I'll read them off here. But the first one is educativo, so education. The second one is desarrollo de la comunidad, uh, so community development. The third one is medio ambiente. The fourth one is Promoción Económica. So through these four different channels, the program's goal is for volunteers to be working within these uh, different categories. And like I mentioned, for my placement in my group, we did work under the education branch. And so we were placed in a municipio called Muna, where we were basically English teachers. And one thing that I really appreciated about this program is that it was multi-directional. So not only were, were we teaching the children and members of this community some English words and some different cultural aspects that um, we bring, but they also taught us. So we were taking classes on the Mayan language and we were just very immersed in the community, uh, which which is something that I wanted to highlight because sometimes it's not necessarily multi-directional, but in this situation and in the placement that I was in, it definitely was. Thank you so much for sharing that, Anna. One of the reasons why I love this program so much is because you arrive to Mexico 
And one of the shared lived experiences I think that you have with some of the other participants in the program is that you are um, a child of immigrants, Mexican immigrants in either the United States or Canada. And so while your experiences are very diverse, you grew up in different parts of the United States and Canada, you also have some shared lived experiences. For one, you might also speak multiple languages, you might be you might have grown up bilingual, bicultural. Um, and so we wanted to unpack what does this mean? What does being bicultural mean to you? So Anna, well, I want to ask you first, what does it mean? It means a lot of things for me. I, I'm very proud of my roots and my Mexican origin and my cultural upbringing. And I bring that up in many different aspects in my life, at work and my job. I'm part of an employee resource group where I highlight and bring up what it means to be Latina in, in my identity and what it means to be Latina in the workplace. Um, during you know my graduate school, I was part of many diverse initiatives students of color being one of them. And so through that experience, I brought up, you know, my bicultural background and what it means to be a student of color in in a graduate school setting. So for me, being bicultural is who I am and how I present myself in, in, in many different settings. Specifically with this volunteer experience, it 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 was beautiful because um, the other participants were very aligned with with what it meant to be bicultural and what it meant to be in a state that our parents were born and raised in and uh, for us to visit the motherland and to what I call the motherland um, and to learn more about you know our culture. Um, my parents are from Nayarit, Mexico, and my parents have actually never been to Yucatan, and so. I was the first in in my media family to to visit the state of Yucatan, and it's very different than um, than the state of Nayarit. So, I was even able to live different experiences and bring it back to my own parents and share, you know, the the Mayan food that I ate, the culture, the traditions, the just so much history that um, me being Mexican, I didn't even know about, and so. Um, being bicultural for me means that we just have extra superpowers and that we're able to connect with other individuals in in a personal way um, and specifically in this context to just to just give to give back to to those communities as well. What is, what does being bicultural mean to you? For me, being bicultural is really having the essences of both, right, your parents' home country, but also the country that you grew up in as well. And so for me, it's not only just speaking two languages, it's about um, also partaking in the cultural traditions and like the food, especially the different flavors, the music, the films, um, really all that it means to, I think, be Mexican-American. And so I feel like you still have family like in Mexico, but you also have family in the United States. And so you feel connected to both of these identities a hundred percent, like very fully, you feel both of them. And so 
that's really what I think bicultural identity is. It's being able to translate English to Spanish, Spanish to English, communicate both ways. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also, um, I think bicultural identity is being able to be that, that agent, that translator between communities and between societies. And so I feel like that's the role that I play being a bicultural person is being able to speak to different communities and understand people from different backgrounds. Yeah, you know how that saying of like, oh, ni de aquí, ni de allá. I always say, de aquí y de allá, like we are both from here and there. And I mentioned superpower before. I think it shows up in many of the spaces that we're, we take part of. Like I mentioned career in the workforce, but also education and school settings when you're in classrooms, etc. Um, that superpower, like you said, Baltasar, and being able to translate and communicate um, with with others. Um, so I think it's a very special thing, and I'm, I really like that question. Thanks for asking it. So moving on to our next question, I'd like to hear what was it like living in your host community as part of this program? Great question. Um, it was great. <laughs> so uh, the Yucatan program, there were about 25 of us that were placed in Yucatan. And from there, we were broken up into smaller groups of about six. And we were placed in three different communities, one of them Muna, one of them Peto, and one of them Oshuskab. And I was in the Muna group where we were involved in classroom settings and setting up, um, well, that's more of the, the work that we did. But to answer your question in regards to what was it like living in your host community, um, I felt very accepted and very welcomed because the community it felt like the community wanted us there, right? And we're going to talk about this later, but volunteerism, that's that's one aspect that we should definitely talk about. But in my specific case, it felt like we were, it was a mutual experience and mutual benefits for both us as volunteers, but also for community members being involved in the program and going to the classrooms and experiencing uh, the lessons that we were giving um, more specifically. So we lived in a house there. One of the community members um, offered their home. And so we were living in, in that home and we would be there Monday through Friday working uh, in the classroom basically all day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, teaching. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's that was our setup. Um, I will note that on the weekends, we would go to the capital of Yucatan, which is Merida, and take some classes in the um, Indemaya, which is a government um, educational program there. And that's where we would also take more classes for the Mayan language. So we definitely had a packed schedule, but that's what we were doing. That's That was the point of volunteering, and, and we knew what we were getting ourselves into, but uh, that's a little bit about our living experience um, in our host communities. Um, I will note one other, uh, another note about this is 
our host community offered as tour guides. So on the weekends, for example, on Sundays when we would have Sundays off, we would um, explore and, and they would take us to Chichen Itza and other cultural sites uh, so we could learn about, you know, specifically in that area of Yucatan, the Mundo Maya. And we would go to vis- museums and we would just go to different areas of Yucatan that represented the region. Um, so, yeah, that was a little bit about uh, where we live. That sounds really beautiful, Anna. And I think... Could you kind of describe to our listeners what the community, like in terms of like its actual physical location, uh, where was it located? Uh, what was like the the nature around you? Like, I'm, I'm curious. One of the beautiful aspects about this region is its diversity in, um, in the landscape and um environment for example there's a lot you have the water nearby so you have puerto progreso you have celestun which is where all the flamingos go when they migrate to to this part of the area um there's different cenotes that this area is known for um so that's one part of it and the other part of it is just being around the mayan influence and the Mayan world, which is inclusive, like I said, of um, Chichen Itza, the Mayans that used to live there. So it's diverse in in both, like el medio ambiente, and also just the um, historical diversity of it. Yes. Yeah, so living in Guadalajara was absolutely amazing. I think definitely a different experience than Ana, who was living in a very rural part of Yucatan. But nonetheless, I think Guadalajara is an incredible city. Um, we got to experience everything from, you know, visiting the San Juan de Dios Mercado, which is like beautiful, like, and just like a jungle inside. You get lost in this huge outdoor, like shopping center. Um, but besides that, um, our group of Jalisco students, we got to visit all parts of Jalisco from small towns like Mezcala, where we got to visit um, and learn about the local indigenous community there, which was located near a lake. Um, We also got to visit smaller communities and learn about the contributions of Jaliscienses who live in the United States and who have given back to local communities by donating to help build community health centers So we actually got to visit some of those health centers in the state of Jalisco, which were funded by Mexican immigrants living in the United States, which was really cool to see. Um, We also attended presentations from the Institute of Migration, and we got to learn that one of the largest like proportions of Mexican immigrant populations in the United States is actually from the state of Jalisco. And so that was really interesting to get to learn like those migration facts. Yeah. We also attended lectures on the Spanish language and the history of Guadalajara and Jalisco at the University of Guadalajara, which was also an incredible experience. Did you feel like you had a set schedule like Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday? I know your program, you said it was four weeks. 
Yes, I would say our program was very intense. We were usually up by seven o'clock in the morning. We'd have our breakfast at the hotel that we're staying at. And then we would be essentially either in classes during the morning. And so we'd have some classes at the University of Guadalajara. And then usually like we'd have excursions planned throughout the week. And so we got to take really cool trips and learn about some archaeological sites such as Los Huachimontones, which is a really cool preserved indigenous um, structure, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got to take trips to other smaller communities and learn about the local like yeah. bakeries and panaderias and like different yeah. um, different cultural sites across the state of Jalisco. We also got to visit the town of Tequila and learn about yeah. tequila production and visit small distilleries of tequila, which was also another incredible experience. And so another great component to the summer program is you really arrive like in a new city with people who you find out you have a lot of, a lot of things in common with. And then when we finally arrive in Jalisco, um, I found that these people really grew like as like, strong like friends and like almost like family because we're spending almost every like breathing moment together from the morning time like when we have breakfast uh to when we board our shuttle to go across the state of Jalisco and we participate in cultural excursions together yeah we develop really strong bonds with Mm -hmm. the people in your cohort and even after returning to the United States, I've found myself having reunions with my cohort across the country, which has been really cool to have those yeah. friendships continue. Likewise, I still have friendships who, you know, we still communicate and keep each other updated as to where our lives have taken us since 2019. I can't believe actually that this has been since 2019. Um, but... I echo everything that you mentioned. And I actually wanted to bring this topic up. Um, I was recently reading Prisca Dorca's um, book called For Brown Girls with Sharp Edges and Tender Hearts. And she, in her book, she talks about volunteerism. And I mentioned it earlier in one of my comments, but volunteerism where you have tourists come to a country and participate in voluntary work. Uh, typically for charity, um, but also partake in um, quote-unquote vacation or just other forms of tourism, but specifically for the program that we participated in, and I'll talk about the I experience and what I felt. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I I felt like it was very multi-directional, where not only did we participate in voluntary work and volunteered in the community that I was placed, but the community members also gave back to us, and it was a very mutual um, cultural experience um, where where we highlighted, you know, how we can both benefit and give to each other um, through our time, through you know our teachings, um, through having excursions and having fun um, fun days where we go and learn about Chichen Itza and Ushmal and all of these other uh, historical sites. But yeah, do you have any thoughts on that, Baltasar, on like volunteerism or? Yes. So I think that was definitely a concern over the summer. And I know like while my program 
was sort of condensed because of the pandemic. Um, I know a lot of my peers wish that there would have been some more substantive like volunteer projects that we could have participated in um, because our experience was mostly that of just like getting exposed to different places and different sites in our host state. And while our hosts were very like happy to welcome us and like get to show us like beautiful like mariachi and like beautiful like food and culture and everything, um, there weren't really opportunities built into our program to have that sort of like volunteer uh, project-based work. Um, and so I think that's one of, I guess, my pieces of feedback would for future cohorts and like recognizing, right, that they had to adapt this program due to like COVID protocols. What about this experience was impactful for you? I think for me, living in Mexico for the summer was impactful all around. I think for me, it really opened my eyes to what it means to come from a Mexican origin. And it helped me to see firsthand what Mexican culture, Mexican society is like, and also get to learn about Mexican culture in the classroom, but also through cultural excursions. And for me, it just helped me to see the richness of what Mexican culture is, but also how diverse Mexican culture and the entire country of Mexico is. Mm -hmm. And it made me really appreciate those aspects of my identity even greater. And I think upon returning to the United States after my experience, I, I grew just like a greater like understanding and like appreciation for my bicultural upbringing Mm -hmm. and realize how valuable that is. And that not everybody has the same lenses that I do in terms of like how I understand the world or how I understand issues, because I can really like understand two very different um, cultures and navigate those two different cultures on a daily basis. And so I feel like I've grown just as an ambassador in a sort of way, as like a citizen ambassador where I can really like lean into my Mexican American identity and help foster understanding between um, people of like Mexican background, but also people from the United States as well. Well, you said it so beautifully and it was a great, great statement. And I echo everything Um, for me specifically. I was impacted a lot by the students that I was working with. They, taught me so much. I am not a teacher by training, but this program really forced me to be a teacher and learn how to do curriculums and just, you know, um, give lessons and through through a classroom setting. So that was very, very impactful for me being in a classroom setting. Um, and it made me realize that I want to do it again. I think that these experiences do help you as an individual specifically helped me um, realize like where my 
where I can make a change. And if that's a minimal change with, you know, 20 students in the in the community of Muna and Yucatan, and if I can make a difference with them, then that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I really hope that, you know, that the lessons that we learn from each other will carry on for them to be great human beings in this world. So uh, those are just some key takeaways that I take from my experience in this program. Wow. I feel that the program for cultural immersion and volunteering is a really valuable experience. And I'm so grateful that something like this exists. And I just hope that students after us have this opportunity and that this continues being offered into the future because I think that having this experience going and visiting and exploring Mexico and seeing it for yourself is a very incredible experience. And I just hope that as students continue to go back to Mexico and like learn about their history and like their cultural roots, that that'll inspire them to continue to learn about and like study Mexican history, Mexican-American history and culture. And I think that having this cultural awareness and knowledge, it's only helping us to be more perceptive and understanding of the world around us. Which is why we wanted to do this episode, right? We wanted to talk about our experience and how we hope that others have the opportunity to experience something like this. Uh, So if anyone has additional resources, uh, we have a few cultural programs that we're aware of that we'll definitely list out and share. So any other last words, Valta? We're nearing up on time, but any last thoughts about your experience in this program? My advice is to take advantage of this program to go to Mexico if you are able to. Um, My experience, if anything, it showed me that you have so much to learn by immersing yourself in the Mexican culture. And I found myself learning new things just by being in Jalisco. My family's from Chihuahua, Mexico. So uh, learning just about Jalisco and like its culture and like its history was a new experience for me. And I just, I fell in love with Mexican culture even more. And I hope others get to have this experience. Yes. And the only thing I'll add to to those points is if you need support or additional resources, please reach out to Balta Sarai because we're alumni of this program. So we are happy to connect you with other folks or just serve as a resource for you uh, during this process because um, I do think that you'll get experiences that you wouldn't be able to get in another way. So please reach out. And thank you to the Institute for Mexicans Abroad, the Instituto de Mexicanos en el Exterior, for this incredible opportunity. I hope you all will apply this next year. Yes, and with that, we'll look forward to seeing you all at our next episode. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in.